Welcome to the Marriage Battle Plan Podcast. You know, a lot of couples struggle to communicate clearly in their marriages, and it's costing them a lot of heartache and pain. Our mission here is to help you communicate better with your spouse using combat-proven military communication strategies so you can enjoy your marriage more every single day. If you haven't done so already, please take the next three seconds. That's right, just the next three seconds. And simply click that five-star review button if you think this is a five-star podcast so we can reach even more people just like you and your family and friends and loved ones and help you all continue to win in your marriage. All right, welcome back. I am Brian. I am Jamie. And today we are going to be talking about what to do when your spouse changes. You know, we meet a lot of couples who, after they get married, it's either a year, five years, ten years, whatever, and they complain, um, sometimes justifiably, and they say, they talk about how their spouse has changed. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's not the man I married, or she's not the woman I married, and that's a big problem. So today we're going to talk about why that happens and some ways you can deal with it in different areas of your life. Mm-hmm. And Jamie, uh, we have the, uh, normally we have a, a bad piece of cliche marriage advice. We sort of <laughs> debunk or argue or debate. Um, today's isn't really a piece of marriage advice, but it does pertain to one of the leading causes of, mar- of uh, divorce, which is money issues. Yes. Yeah, so explain how we came across this, what you're about to read. Okay, so I follow um, different different websites on Facebook that are just encouraging quotes, things like that. And one that I follow a lot, um, you know, and a lot of what they say I really do like. But this one in particular, not so much. Yeah, it, it was a really dumb piece of advice, and <laughs> it, it was weird. Because when I read it, you're going to understand why. But there were so many people applauding this piece of advice. Mm -hmm. And you just thought to yourself, do these people not think? Or are (laughs) they just, were they just raised with a a bad mentality about money? Um, Then there there were a few other people, me included, who got on there and commented and gave our opinion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people want to fight you on that too. And it's like. Hey, if, if you want to fight for, for being broke, um, hey, you're, you can stay broke. I'm not going to. Nope. Yeah, so um, yeah. What, what, what was this quote? Okay, so it says, If you ran out of cash after paying all your bills and taking care of your home, you are not broke. You are, and then it's all in all caps, responsible. So let me read that again. If you ran out of cash after buying all... No, after oh, I'm sorry. After paying all paying your... Restart. Just... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we just had lunch. If you ran out of cash after paying all your bills and taking care of your home, you are not broke. You are responsible. Oh, my God. That is horrible. <laughs> yes, it is. Horrible financial advice, by the way. And yeah. uh, please do not follow it. Now, people are at different income levels. People are in different situations financially or their ability to work, one income, two income, mm-hmm. households, um, different income levels there, different scenarios. Some people are in good health. People are not so good. Everyone has different expenses. Here's my problem um, with this. 
if you're paying all your bills and taking care of your home, great. Like, you need to. You need, you know, you want electricity. You want heat in the winter. You want air conditioning in the summer, especially if you live in Texas like we do. But to say if if you run your bank account down to zero every single month, you're not broke. You're responsible. That mm. is just the biggest load of crap. Yeah. You are extremely irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Because here's how you win with money. Spend less than you earn. Period. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And if you're spending more than you earn, stop spending more than you earn. Earn more than you spend. I mean, if, if you make 3000 a month, you should not be spending more than 3000 a month. In fact, you shouldn't be spending more than 2500 a month. Yeah. Now, that's getting really low there. Uh, you know, by many modern standards and the cost of living, depending on where you live. Mm-hmm. But it's the principle. Yes, it is. And anybody who wants to argue that, you know, we come from a more conservative background, even though we're way more open-minded than a lot of people we know, uh, considering lots of areas of life. If you want a biblical basis for this, because I know a lot of people listening to this do, here's what Proverbs twenty-one twenty says. The wise man saves for, for the future. But the foolish man spends whatever he gets. Mm-hmm. The wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends whatever he gets. Yeah. So in other words, if you follow the advice of this and it says, if you run out of cash after paying all your bills and taking care of your home, you're not broke, you're responsible. The Bible is calling you an idiot. Yeah. So here's the thing. I get it. We're all at different points in life. Money goes up and down. If you're hard up, if you're in a bad situation, your goal is to have money left over every month in fact we save on the front end yes we do so that there's money left because you wait till the end of the month um you know after you went out to eat you know and all this other stuff there is usually not a whole lot left to save Mm -hmm. um but you know either you tell your money where to go or it tells you how you're going to live your life absolutely and it absolutely will Mm -hmm. so yeah i just i saw that and i was just oh my god just us horrible yeah it really was like yeah pay all your bills take care of your home your family but if you're zeroing out every month like you need a new strategy because you're i mean you're on a treadmill of death Mm -hmm. and then one little thing goes wrong yeah flat tire need a new tire new roof that's a couple few grand or several Mm -hmm. i mean a new tire on my truck is 250 200 150 minimum Mm -hmm. if it's a michelin it's going to be 250 or if both Four batteries tires? and the Dodge go dead. Well, there's yeah. two batteries in our Dodge. Yeah. So, I mean, good grief. That's what $500 probably for, you know, it's like you have to save yeah, for my, things like that. My diesel truck has has a has a Cummins turbo diesel V8 in it. And so it's got two batteries and uh, they recently died. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's going to cost me. But things like that happen. But we have the money for it because we saved ahead of time. Yeah, and we don't spend every penny we earn. Mm -hmm. We don't take the advice of this quote here (laughs) and run out of cash after taking care of ourselves at the end of every month and calling ourselves responsible. Yeah. Responsible people save for a rainy day because it will definitely rain. Yeah. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yeah, totally. So, anyway... That was our um, little rant on that with that piece of <laughs> advice because there's so much bad advice floating around on the internet. Mm-hmm. But today's episode, like we said, this is about what do you do when your spouse changes? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Jamie and I, uh, a few days ago, just celebrated 16 years of being married. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we've had ups and downs and all that. Mm-hmm. But... um 
know, I am not the same person I was when I was 20, 21 years old when we got married. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's not either. I'm so glad. <laughs> Can you imagine being married to like an 18, 19 year old, like for the next 30, 40, 50 years? Like the maturity level on that person is shockingly low in most cases. Well, we were babies. We were t- both 21 when we got married. We were babies. Like, that's like you still acting like a 21-year-old at 37. <laughs> like, um. And every now and then, I maybe I still do, but it's not the norm. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. And, um, and there's so many different ways that the spouses change. You know, we're just going to list a few of them off. Um you know, I know one of them is they say, oh, they're they're physically not the same like they once were. Maybe they gain weight or they are, have unhealthy habits or maybe a diagnosis is, is included in that. So, you know, I know for me for a while it's not bad anymore, but my thyroid was off. So then that didn't help that part problem either. Um, well, even also after having a kid, we had uh-huh. two of them. Yeah. I mean, that, that changes that. Mm-hmm. I know from a guy's perspective, you get married and. You're in shape. She's young, fit, in shape. And then she pops a few kids out. If she, most women, it seems they tend to have to really fight to keep that figure after they have kids. Mm-hmm. It would seem to me. I'm no expert. Well, well most, most women, I'm not all, because some of them, it's, it's crazy how they pop a kid out and they look amazing still. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's also 80% what you eat. If you live but, in Texas like we do or anywhere in the South, food is really good and not yeah, really healthy. Yeah. But like, okay, that's different now. So it's like, mm-hmm. how are we going to deal with that if, that, you know, that it's it's different than what you married? Mm-hmm. You know? And here's the thing. there People are going to change. Yeah. And we have this idea people do so often that, well, they should just be the, they should be the same person I married. Mm-hmm. People evolve. And evolve, evolution, that word is a swear word where we come from, the (laughs) church world, um, Mm -hmm. which we've, you know, that was our background. And we're not talking about evolution in the sense of the origins of life here. We're talking about things, humans, people adapting and changing to their situations as they grow in age, as they should. Yes. Um, You know, the spouse is different than they once were. Maybe they have different interests and now they're concerned because, well, he lost interest in this thing and he has this new interest in that thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe a wife is wondering, is he going to lose interest in me too? Yeah. Uh, maybe they changed sexually. You know, there's things that they like now that they didn't like before. I know that's, you know, happened for, for us as well. There's things that we like now that we didn't like then. Well, and you and didn't, we didn't know anything back And we didn't know. <laughs> we were 21. We're babies. Like, we're like feeling this thing out. And literally, didn't mean, yeah, but like. You, you, know, you, you don't know much, you know, but with yeah. age, so much wisdom and experience teaches you things. And mm-hmm. and you go, why do I feel this way? Or why do I like this? Why do I like that? And it's like, that didn't used to be. Yeah. Or maybe like they dated all the time before they got married. Then they got married and they stopped going on dates. Or maybe they, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say this. Maybe they use that they have kids now as an excuse to not go on a date. Yeah. You know, look, you don't have to go spend no $40 on a date to have to have a date with your spouse. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing about the kids. I mean, what get what gets prioritized gets done. Yes. Yeah. You, know, you put it on the calendar, you make it a priority to t- go on a date once a week. Like, you'll make time and you'll do it. Yeah. Whatever's important to you, you make time for. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there are endless excuses and reasons. And, and some are very justifiable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't justify them. No. <laughs> yeah, it's justifiable. But what? What do those kids need a mom and dad? You know, is it best for them to live in the same home with a good, 
loving mom and dad in the, over the next five to 15 years? Uh, probably. So you might want to keep investing in your marriage. You know, and, I, and, and for us, you know, we didn't, we didn't live most of our marriage. We've not lived near family or friends who could babysit for us. We had to find our own babysitter and pay for and it. Pay for it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, God, and it was like it. $20 an hour and we always would go for a couple. So not only were we paying for our meal and whatever else we decided to do that night, also tag on how many hours were we gone? Okay, now we have to add that additional cost. But was it worth that money to invest in your marriage? Absolutely. Yeah. And well, I hope it should be for you guys too. Yeah, I mean, even even if you had to pay, you know, the babysitter ten bucks an hour, you go for two hours. That's twenty bucks. You just ran down the local coffee shop. Yeah, it didn't have to be expensive. And you spent, you know, six seven bucks. It sounds weird to say that on a cup of coffee, but that's kind of the norm now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're only like thirty five dollars in, thirty bucks in. I mean, it could be anything. You don't have to go. You could just go for a walk in the woods or something. It cost you mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um, or you could barter with a neighbor. Like, hey, if you'll do this for us, we'll help you out in this other way that we can help you. And, yeah. you know, just, I mean, work it out. But there's all kinds of reasons. And, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, maybe there's new hobbies or interest. Maybe they're going back to school or get they're getting a new job. Like, I know for me this week, I'm going to be starting a new job. So, you know, the, the schedule differences, you know, or money habits. Um, so these are all just think just examples of maybe how your spouse has changed over the years. Um, yeah, but then people continue to feel, um, distant, you know, they feel frustrated that their it feels like their spouse changed at some point. And some people you do marry and they do change because they're psychopaths, they're narcissists. They mm-hmm. are, they'll, they'll lead you to think they're one person. Then when they get you where they want you, they mm-hmm. just change into the rear, to their real selves. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you can go from getting being frustrated that your spouse has changed to possibly someone who can grow and evolve with them if it's not one of those toxic yeah. um, situations. You can enjoy a happier life together. But here's the thing. Here's the lie. A lot of people think their spouse should be the same person as they were 10 years ago or however long ago when they got married. But the truth is that you should both be changing and getting better with time and allowing that space and evolution for each other. Absolutely. Growth is a universal sign of life. Mm-hmm. Complacency is a sign of death. When things stop moving, they seize up and they die. It's a universal sign of death. Mm-hmm. Growth is a universal sign of life and mm-hmm. vitality. You know, when you're born, you're really flexible as a baby. Mm-hmm. When you die, your body's stiff like a board. Yeah, very frail. Yeah, yeah very frail, yeah. And a lot of mm-hmm. people, you know, they grow into that. Mm-hmm. And, and also, if, you, if your spouse has changed, ask yourself this. Have you also changed? Yeah. Over the years. And if you haven't, you know, that might not always be a good thing. I mean, if I mean again, if you're the same person you were when you were twenty and you're thirty seven. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in what ways have you changed? You know, and can these overlap for good? Mm-hmm. And if something made you successful, you know, don't stop doing that thing once you feel like you've arrived. If you were dating your spouse all the time mm-hmm. and then you got married, well, that doesn't mean you stop dating your spouse just because you're married. Like your marriage, I'm sorry, but it's not going to last if you don't like. Don't be sorry. Put in <laughs> it put won't. in the, I mean, put in the effort. If you don't still date your spouse, you still have to do that. Well, it's the same thing in business. Yeah, you can do all the grunt work, 
and grind to get a business up and going. Mm-hmm. And once it's running, you know, there are a lot of people who they stopped doing the thing that made them successful. Mm-hmm. And then it comes crashing down. Well, it's like, well, why? Because you stopped doing the things that made it successful to begin with. Yeah. Keep and, doing it. Yeah. So we have a few questions here for them in particular to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is looking at if your spouse has changed or you see changes in some areas, just ask these questions. These are good to think about to help you kind of figure it out and kind of, kind of you know, wade through the, the mucky waters you might be feel like you're in. Mm-hmm. Jamie, what's the first question? Um, is it good or bad change? Bad because you th- you don't like change? Like, so, you know, maybe... I'm trying to think of an example for If you're that. highly insecure, you like things very structured and orderly. Mm-hmm. You like to know when everything's happening all the time and nothing can be out of place. You don't like change. You like the sense of security over change. Yeah. Is it bad because you don't like change or itself? Is it or the actual change? it's actually bad? Yeah. Or is it actually um, a bad change? Well, like, for example, <laughs> if you started drinking mm-hmm. heavily last year... You know, that's not a healthy change. That is a bad change versus some someone that maybe they don't want to go out to eat all the time because they're spending too much money on it. So now they're wanting to build up their savings instead. But the spouse is saying, well, I like going out to eat four or five times a week and we've <laughs> always done it that way. And <laughs> so is it good or is it a bad change? And if someone starts drinking heavily... They're probably going to have trouble in their marriage. They're probably going to have trouble with their kids. Mm-hmm. High potential for abuse all around. And not good health, health-wise. Not either. good health-wise. So I mean, in every good. way, it's not, you know. Yeah. And and we're not against having drinks. No, but I you mean. You know, I mean, if you have a few drinks, like, hey, great. I mean, but when you become a, a, a freaking idiot. An alcoholic. You, <laughs> if you start becoming an idiot or doing bad things or doing things that are destroying your life, like. That's the sign, like, you need to not do that thing. And that could be anything, alcohol or, or anything, really. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. Yeah. Or is it, yeah, like we said, though, is, there, is it just the fact that your spouse is not on board with the new money habits mm-hmm. because they're so entrenched in their old ways? Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about this. I don't know if we did a money episode. I don't remember. But, I think we have. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, Jamie and I were both raised not with very good money habits. Mm-mm. Um, I mean, pretty much how, how you were raised, money was evil. <laughs> well, no one's ever going to have a lot of money then, because if you do, you're pretty much, you know, evil. And, uh, you know, it's the whole, the love of money is the root of all evil. Not that you love it, just because you have it doesn't mean you love it. But then I was raised where my parents, they just, every every credit card they could get their hands on in existence, like we had less than zero because there was so much credit card debt yeah uh, by the time they divorced i mean it was mm-hmm. it was having less than nothing yeah yeah so so what is the change is the change good or is it bad yeah and you know is it, um yeah just i mean look at it look at it like that what, what's the second question jane is it leading you both and your family to a better destination yeah so look at the actual change Mm-hmm. Is it leading to a good place or a bad place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, but, yeah. That's pretty self-explanatory on that one. Um, the third one is, are you willing to change or evolve with your spouse? Do the hobby with them, maybe. Yeah, if they take up a new hobby, do you want to do it with them? Are they into that? Or or are you are you willing to? 
or did it, you know, is it something you want to do together? Mm-hmm. I mean, we tried to work out together earlier on in our marriage when we lived in Colorado <laughs> Springs. It did not work. No bueno. It's <laughs> because I still had a lot of Sergeant Fleming in me because I, oh, yeah. I was training guys for war. And uh, you can't you can't <laughs> talk to your wife the same way and trying to motivate her to hurry up and speed up. And <laughs> you know she'll be better for it. But uh, as we make better lovers than workout partners. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't tried it recently, so it might be different, but I don't know. Well, and I can give her I can give her health and workout advice, and she'll sort of get it. Or, you know, some of her friends who are fitness trainers, they can give her the same advice, and she magically gets it. And it makes sense now. <laughs> it's, like, it's one of those things where it does. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter what's being said, it's who's saying it. Yeah. Which I don't is, know why that is. It's a weird human thing. But, yeah. Um, do things sexually the way they like now. So, like like I said, like... You know, things have changed in our in our marriage sexually, mm-hmm. and and now you know the, there's different things that we like now that we didn't like then. Well, that you know, we're I'm, more open to. Yeah. Um, well, if I if I can, I don't interrupt. We, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just saying, like we've learned that the best word I can use is conditioning, mm-hmm. and we've all been conditioned, whether by society or church or family. That certain things are only certain ways and you don't go outside of that. Or it's only, this is the only right way or the only permissible way, whether it's sex, whether it's money, whether it's, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. And the the older we get, the more we look at each other and go, well, why exactly is this wrong or bad again? And then we're like, well, we don't actually know or think it is. Or like, well, where did we get this idea that, you know, as a married couple, two consenting adults and... You know, we have this other idea where we're having this deep discussion, mm-hmm. you know, about how we're changing in this way and things that are we're noticing. Well, where did we get this idea that we couldn't even talk about this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know earlier on in our marriage, I was afraid to even talk to Jamie about certain things that were on my mind because I was I was afraid she would. It was nothing bad, nothing crazy. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a psychopath, but like, <laughs> you know, no Fifty Shades of Grey kind of stuff. But like, <laughs> I knew she was so guarded because yeah. of how she grew up mm-hmm. that I didn't even think I could talk to my wife about what's on my mind in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Now, that is extremely unhealthy. Yeah. And, and we're not pointing the finger at any one individual. Oh, no. You know, because no. he can't. But it was it was our upbringing in a lot of ways yeah it was yeah not not just the not just like our parents or anything but just just the way that they grew up too and just that culture that it was a church culture as well it was, it was a church culture which isn't entirely bad no but there are definitely some hang-ups that come but with there's that there's definitely hang-ups that come with that if we're being honest <laughs> yeah i mean yeah just i didn't know where i was going with that but yeah absolutely just just that that uh that Christian mindset of, oh, you know, only in the missionary position are you allowed <laughs> to have sex. <laughs> and yes, I just went there. <laughs> I'm glad you did. No, I don't sound like a pervert. But I'm just saying. No, we, like, we, no, we know people who are pastors who have said that. Yeah. Like that's the only, or you should only have sex if your intent is to procreate and have kids. Yeah. I'm like, mm. you mean we were not intended for pleasure? Like this, this great thing is so awesome and we're only supposed to have it when we're trying to have kids. Yeah. 
Like, what a killjoy. <laughs> what kind of marriage like, is that either? Like, well, really? Think, like, oh, we're only going to have sex just so we can have kids. And well, don't you ever ask again. Don't ask <laughs> any yeah. other time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is me going off on a rabbit trail. But, you know, centuries go back, back, back with, like, where the Catholic Church was, like, the run government, the government was the church. And, and who's at the head of a church? A pastor, or in that case... Uh, priests, uh-huh. priest, Catholic priest, uh, they have to take a vow of celibacy. I mean, uh-huh. they can't have sex. So to me, it's always been the weirdest thing to go to a priester or a priest or a preacher, a like priester. a priester. <laughs> <laughs> That's like used to be Catholic. He said priester. <laughs> used to be Catholic, but now he's Protestant and he's here to party. Um, <laughs> but it's like the like the one place I would never go for sex advice would be to a priest or a pastor. Like from it's like why I mean, yeah. like if, if I want the most like sheltered, um. No fun, and I'm not saying this is the case, but, like, if I want the most boxed in, like, uh, in, in my mind, this, I'm not saying this of and all And we're the, not saying that all the pastors no, are that way. But if, if I but want, in general. If I want someone to tell me what I, what the, the, what I can and can't do in my sex life, going to a guy who's never had sex or is not allowed to, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, if it's a priest or something, it's like, well, you know, I, I, I just don't see the credibility there. Like, okay, he's he understands the Bible, he understands Scripture, as do pastors who are, you know, Protestant and they're married. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think uh, I've never felt like I could be like I could be honest. Yeah, with someone like that, or if I could take all their advice because I, I just know it's like they probably mean well, but mm-hmm. like I don't know that they're like the authority on that, that they're the best, like. In the same way that if, you know, somebody's seeking counseling, a lot of pastors are great counselors. But mm-hmm. just because you're a pastor does not mean you have a counseling degree. No. And you can handle some of people's baggage and issues um, that they're dealing with. You're not trained for that. Um, I don't care if you're a pastor. <laughs> well, yeah. it's the same thing with, you know, it could be sex or money. And so I just, you know, yeah, again, this maybe. is... A, and back to where it was, is are you willing to change or evolve with your spouse? So... The other thing was like managing money better with them instead of acting like a kid. Um, maybe have you communicated about it or just argued or just gossip to your friends about it? Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you're going, if you're used to going out to eat, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night, and your spouse wants to do better financially by saving it and only going out once a week, I mean, are you are you going to be like a, you know like a, an additional child, or are you going to be on board with them and say, yeah, you know? Rainy days are going to come, and we, you know, just mm-hmm. because we have a financial crisis doesn't mean we need to have a marriage crisis. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, it, this all just comes down to communication. Some people are harder to talk to than others. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But I mean, I don't. Know, I, I won't go down there. <laughs> that's that's a whole different episode there. But um, what's the the next and the last one here? What's the uh, the fourth question to ask? Well, and I kind of just said it a little bit, but are you talking to everyone <clears throat> else about it except your spouse? If so, why? Yeah. So, so tell us about how ladies groups go. Oh my gosh. Oh oh, here's a good one. A lot of these uh, veterans organizations. Oh my gosh! Yes, they will do like a spouses retreat. Yes, or, or a meeting. Where all the military spouses, not the veterans, but the spouses, uh, can get together because they all face the same kind of lifestyle and struggles. And tell I'll, us about tell us about what that's kind of like. Well, and I'll preface it with not all of them are this way because I've been to a couple that are not this way, but most of the ones that I have been, like ninety nine percent of them, are like this, where 
it's just like a bash session of the husband's like, oh, my husband, I mean, this and that. And I mean, it's how how evil and deviant oh the husband gosh, is. Oh, my gosh. Just yeah. the things they say. And I sit there and I think, if your husband was sitting here right now, would you be talking like this? Some of them, yeah. <laughs> but not real, not most of them, but not I like don't him. think. Because the hurtful things they would say. And I'm yeah. just like, wow. Like, not that I'm better to them than them, but it's like I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that because that that would hurt. That would hurt him if he knew that I was doing that, talking bad about how awful he is and how I have to do everything now. And he's, you know, I, I don't know. I get it to an extent for the way that, like, maybe they're wanting to say, "Hey, you know." I have a husband who just got back from the war and they, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells because I understand that because, you know, yeah. Brian was that way when he first got home, but see, that wasn't awful to say, you know, it was like, Hey, I'm relating to you and I understand where you're coming from. But it, it was always turned into this huge bash session every time. Well, if someone's just griping about their spouse, like you have to ask yourself, is this going over productive mm-hmm. or is it, is any problem being solved, or are they just complaining? Yeah. And I'll say this too, as as a military, as a war veteran, like we don't always make it easy, and like sometimes the complaining is justified. Yes. Um, because I, I mean, I, I've known a lot of guys who destroyed their marriages, and like, yeah, they're the ones who destroyed it. You know, yeah. you you want to slap them in the face and be like, dude, wake up! What are you doing acting that way? Yeah. And they just don't want to hear it from you or anyone, let yeah. alone their wife. And when it's like, all right, what do you do? And so she was probably reaching out for help. Someone to help me. Does anyone else know what to do? Mm-hmm. I need to, you know, she needs someone to talk to. I get that. But it's like so many people will go and talk to their friends, their buddies, or the ladies get together. Mm-hmm. And they talk to everyone else about the problem. But they never actually talk to their spouse about it, which is the only other person in the equation that matters who you can fix it with. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. Like if you're sharing your life with somebody... You should be able to talk to them about what's what's on your mind. Or, hey, I'm noticing that you've been drinking a lot more this year. Like, hey, what's are, is everything okay with you? You know, saying it in a lovingly way or or knowing when the right time to say it, that's important to know. But, but, mm-hmm. but it's so important. Like, if this is a person you're sharing your life with. You should be talking to them about whatever the issue is. Yeah. Now... At the same time, I'll play the devil's advocate on that one, too. Uh-huh. Just bringing up an issue or even implying that they might not be doing something they ought to do or that they're at fault or that something bothers you. Some people, they just go off. Oh, yeah. They get mad. Oh, yeah. They yell. They swear. They name call. They abuse. And it, it's, it's you know, the wife knows in so many cases and that I, I see these all the time, you know. Um, you know, with everything we hear online in our research, um, mm-hmm. as we're constantly interviewing people, it's like the guy just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, he'll belittle his wife. And, and it's not always the husband to wife. Sometimes it's the wife to husband. There's some pretty awful women in this world, too, oh, yeah. in addition to the great ones. Um, mm-hmm. We tend to see, just in, in my experience at least, these kinds of issues, it's more the guy directing it toward his wife. Yeah. Where she's saying, well, I try to talk to him. 
And he just shouts and gets mad and violent. And Goes upstairs and doesn't talk to me for hours. Yeah, or doesn't talk to me for two days. Or, <laughs> or you know, leaves and doesn't come back for a day. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, leaves with my keys and I can't go anywhere. And, you know, he's going to make me pay for it. Or, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if it's something like that, you need to seriously consider if you're going to stay in that. Because um, a lot of times that gets far worse the longer it goes on. But... Um, are you going to stay in that or, or, I mean, sometimes you just got to give people an ultimatum. Like, look, we need to talk about this or I'm heading out. Yeah. Know? I'm not saying you got to get a divorce right then, but hey, maybe you need some space. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that wakes people up. Sometimes it doesn't. But again, sometimes you're dealing with a narcissist. Yeah. You're dealing with a manipulator, an extremely toxic individual. And man somebody that doesn't want their ego affected. Just the thought that there's just mentioning that there might be a problem. Oh yeah, like that's 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 triggering their ego, and then triggers their their tantrums that that I've heard some people say like, oh, I can't talk to my husband about anything because they are just going to be mad. So now I'm now now that person is not you know a few of my friends that I've talked to about that have have said, well, I can't even talk to him about anything that's wrong because I already know where it's going to lead. Yeah, it's like, what's the point? What's the point? You know, I've been married five years. Every time you try, it always goes there. It's like, and why And why would you try? Yeah. That's yeah. sad. Now, that's not everyone's case. That's no. a, That is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But if you're not one of those people, my big question is, if there's an issue and you're talking to your friends, um, have you talked to your spouse first? And if yeah. not, why? Mm-hmm. We know there's a fear of them getting mad or upset or dissociating with you. Um, there is an exception to this, however, if you're quote unquote talking to everyone else or to your, your buddies or your, your friends and not your spouse yet, there's a, a quick story here. A few years back, we had, we were attending a particular church and I didn't know this guy, but he was, you know, the other, a lot of the guys in the group knew him. It was a big group and he had messed up and had an affair. And he was feeling bad about it. He wanted to come clean to his wife. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make it right. He wanted to, you know, how do I, how do I break this to her? And he, he had asked the guys in the group. So as you can see, he's talking to his friends, not his wife. There were two pieces of advice, uh, big ones that came out of that. Mm-hmm. There was the one side that said, you just need to go tell her because the truth will set you free. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> hell no, like, stop, <laughs> like, like, calm down, guy, like, you know, leave your cliches at home. Like, this is a guy's marriage we're talking about. No kidding. Calm down. And he's like, hey, the guys, some of the guys are just, hey, tell her and she has to learn how to deal with it. And I'm like, dude, no, uh. no. <laughs> Thankfully, there were other um, like-minded people that did have uh, at least half a brain in that group. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, let's think about this. Can we think tactically for a second, methodically? How can we, how can you tell your wife about what you did in the most productive way that is not just dropping a bomb on her yeah. out of nowhere? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to be hard either way. You're not getting out of that. Like, it's, yeah. it's going to be a bomb go off. But that makes more sense, though. But, it that way. but he's seeking counsel yeah. and guidance on what do you think is the best way? I can address this uh, and mention it to her so we can start getting through it, pushing through it, healing, 
or wherever it's going to lead. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe she will leave and not come back, and who could blame her? Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes people recover from that. I, I don't think it's the majority of times that they don't, uh, from what I recall. But he 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 sought counsel. Yeah. From his, he wasn't doing it to talk about it or brag about it or to complain. Mm-hmm. He was doing it because he was trying to fix something in his life. Yeah. And from what I remember, he 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 did that. Um, I don't know exactly what he did how what he chose to do but mm-hmm. um he was after receiving counsel and guidance from his friends and even the bible it says there's wisdom in the counsel of many yeah i mean don't make big decisions all on your own because people have different life experience and perspective that can be very good for you mm-hmm. that you don't see or understand yet if you don't hear them mm-hmm. and so that was the exception i would say yeah you know going to someone else before going to your spouse Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was actually coming out of a place of love and, you know, how do I get this? How do I do this the most right way I can? Yeah. Not trying to gossip about what's going on, but just honestly trying to get counsel about it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, this whole, this whole thing here, it, it we're going to change as mm-hmm. people, as we age, we're going to change. Yeah. If you don't change and evolve. As you get older, that's actually, I think, worse. That's way more sad. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know any grown woman else to be married to a to a five year old mental, you know, a, a five year old in the man's body. <laughs> and uh, we see those too. Yeah, <laughs> we've known those too. Mm-hmm. Guy's fifty five years old and he acts like a six year old, and it's uh, they're worse than a six year old. Not even exaggerating, can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just pathetic um, that anybody would tolerate that. But people do change, and I want to. We want to encourage you. Mm-hmm. If your spouse is changing, or has changed, or begins to in certain ways, just ask yourself: Is it good or bad change? Mm-hmm. Is it leading you and your family to a better destination? Are you willing to change and evolve with them if it's something that is? Um, acceptable. Yeah. Um, we're not asking anyone to do anything against their moral conscience or will or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But is this something you can get on board with? And it might even create an even better life for you two yeah. by doing something in a different way new together. Mm-hmm. Growing together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was always one of my fears with, with you. Because I know that um, you really don't enjoy reading, not at least on your own. We read books together. Mm-hmm. We enjoy that. But I, I'm a voracious reader. I read a lot. And one of my big fears was, you know, I, I told, I, it's been a long time since I told you this, but I said, look, one of my biggest fears, Jamie, is that I'm going to outgrow you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm going to gain so much knowledge on different aspects of life. And since you're not reading or educating yourself on similar things or the same things, we're going to get to the point where we're not even going to be able to have a conversation about certain things because the, the gap between uh-huh. my knowledge base and yours is going to be so wide. Mm-hmm. And that was a legit concern. It wasn't me trying to say, I'm becoming better than you. But it was something I foresaw. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one reason we started reading together. Yeah. Um, because then we'll just do a little bit at a time. But we can read, gosh, a paragraph on a page and spend like an hour talking about it. Oh, yeah. Same and we didn't podcast even... that we watch. We sit there and talk, go back and forth. We pause it. I mean, we watched one today and we paused mm-hmm. it probably three or four times and sat there and talked for 15, 20 minutes each time probably. So it took, you know, a good two hours to watch. They'll get through the whole thing. But the good 
but it was great because we were growing and learning about each other at the same time. Yeah, well, and it brought up conversations that we never would have had otherwise. Yeah. Sometimes reading together or listening to podcasts like this one together, uh, it allows you to address a topic that nobody wants to bring up. Yeah. But since a third party brings it up, it's a little safer Yeah. to be able to address that. So, yeah, is it good or bad change that you may be facing? Um, is it leading you both in a better direction to a better destination? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to change and evolve with your spouse? Mm-hmm. Um, and are you talking to everyone else except them? If so, why? So, look, change with the person. With you. We're just it, The very first thing is just realize the person you're married to is going to change. They're always going to continue to. And you are also. Yes. And if you're if you're not changing, if you're the same person you were 10 years ago, that's very concerning. Mm-hmm. You haven't become better. You haven't learned more. You're not more insightful. You're not wiser. Um, you haven't questioned what you were taught to do and operate and believe 10, 20, 30 years ago. Um, maybe there's better ways of doing things. And if you're just staying where you were, where you've always been, mm-hmm. that that can be really divisive in a marriage. So we want to encourage you, talk to your spouse about the difference you notice and do it in a professional, respectful, and non-threatening way. Oh, yeah. You, no, don't go to your, your husband and start yelling at him about something. You're You're angry and mad that he's still doing this or doing that. You know, yeah, like you need to calm, well, what's that, calm what's that, down. What's that going to elicit? What kind of response are you going to get? Oh, you're going to get that right back match. at you. Shouting match. You shouted. I have to shout louder. Yeah. And that's not that's not healthy for anybody to do that. Well, you know what's really funny is that in in so many cases, if you're, if you're having that kind of conversation, if you literally just talk like I'm talking right now, and no matter what you say, do not raise your voice, even if they start getting that way. You can still, you can say some pretty pointed things, but if you just say it in, in a very calm voice mm-hmm. and you're not losing your cool, you it's kind of like having that person's uh, ego and temper on a leash. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it'll go as far or further as if you let it. If I get loud with you and you get loud with me and then we're one up in it, like we're letting go of the leash completely. Mm-hmm. But if you're getting mad and I'm just talking like this and saying, look, Jamie, all I'm trying to say here, this is what I see and this is what I understand. Here's what I'm trying. If I maintain this the whole time, you probably aren't going to get really wild and loud. Mm-hmm. Some people do because that's who they are and they're they're just nutcases. Um, <laughs> they are. Yeah. Oh, I, pfft, oh, my gosh. I mean, where I grew up, holy crap. There's so many. I mean, I, <laughs> I used to think certain uh, families on my street where I grew up or, or you know, you know, extended family members. I used to think some of them were like the shining example of like how a family should be. Then I turned about 35 <laughs> and you look back and you go, Oh my God, that is such an unhealthy place. And yeah. you, you, you see things that, you know, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm not perfect, but it's like, you see it and you go, how That's did I, normal. <laughs> but it was so normal mm-hmm. that nobody questioned it or did anything about it. Oh, that's just the way it is. No, it's not. No. That's the way he or she is. Yeah. And you have a choice to tolerate it or not. Believe it or not, they can become better too if they choose. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, just talk to your spouse. That's the biggest thing. And if you can't, you probably want to seek out some sort of counseling or some trusted individual in your life who can lead you in a good direction as to what you should do. Mm -hmm. 
But um, yeah, the big thing is you don't want to continue to feel distant <clears throat> and grow apart from your spouse, which eventually can lead to divorce because you can't stand each other or you lose your connection with them. You have nothing in common anymore. You lose your house. You lose your money. Kids often get hurt. Sometimes in really bad households like where I grew up, the divorce was probably the best thing that could have ever happened for my brother and I, in my opinion, at this point in life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but people lose a lot in that. So if you can avoid that and you can reconcile something, mm-hmm. do so. So you can go from feeling frustrated that your spouse has changed in some way and it just bothers you to you might become someone who can grow and evolve with them exactly and, and enjoy a happier life together yeah which should be the end goal yeah absolutely so you know change is constant change will happen mm-hmm. um it's always like the one guaranteed thing well that you know death and taxes is what they say the guaranteed <laughs> things change death and taxes and being taxed on your upon death mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that's a wild one yeah so people will change um change with them if you can yeah. that's our advice to you today that's that's the episode. Any any famous last words? Talk to your spouse. Talk to your spouse. Imagine that. Not someone else. Not someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take the next three seconds, just three seconds, and simply click that five-star rating if you feel like this is a five-star podcast. Also, if you want us to keep making these episodes, we can't do it alone. We're just a normal married couple like many of you. And you can help us continue making these episodes by contributing just $4 a month. Yes, just $4 a month. That's literally only 13 cents a day. That's just a dollar a week, a dollar per episode. And let's be honest here. For the quality of advice you get here, you can easily afford to invest just a dollar a week with us. This helps us grow so we can bring you even more value. And you also have the chance to get some pretty cool swag out of the deal. So here's what you need to do. Just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes right now and click the link that says support the show or you see the word Patreon. It literally only takes 30 seconds to do, and it helps us continue helping you and your friends and loved ones in their marriages. So click the link right now that says support the show or Patreon, and we'll see you in the next episode.